I'd like to welcome you all to Family Money Coaching, where we prepare couples financially for adoption and fertility. Today, I'll be talking with Lauren Hahn. She started Hope for One Ministries. She is a mother of six, three of them biological, and three of them that she's adopted, two of them internationally and one domestic. One of the things I'd really like for you to pay attention towards the end of today's podcast, Lauren will be talking about their Give One, Save One campaign, where they are collecting money for a grant and if you are interested in applying for it it will be starting on November 4th. The links will be on familymoneycoaching.org where you can be able to apply for that grant and also we can learn a little bit more about her journey and um, how they have uh, dealt with some of the special needs and surgeries that the, her one of her daughters has experienced over the last five years. So without further ado, here is Lauren on in our podcast interview. After having three kids, um, our youngest, our daughter was eight months old and Chad just felt like it was time. He said, it, you know, we had been talking about it, just uh, looking, researching and looking into different, um, different agencies, you know, and such, and just didn't really have a direction of where we will, you know, wanted to go, but it was said, Lord lead us. So from there, we had uh, talked to a friend who had told us about a, a really great Christian agency that had just um, opened up like seven new foster homes in China. And um, we learned more about that and learned that there was going to be, uh, you know, lots more children available. So we said, okay, Lord, this, you know, this sounds great. Because yeah. honestly, we really didn't care. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't have mattered where, you know, our, our children came from, where we were going to adopt from, because there's so many orphans in the world. We were like, wherever, you know, right. send us to wherever you want us to go. So that kind of just opened up the door for China. We met um, our, one, this one girl who worked for Lifeline Children's Services, who um, ended up being our agency. And who is, by the way, they're an amazing, amazing agency based out of Birmingham, Alabama. But we met this girl, she was a social worker for them, and she ended up being our China social worker, um, just an amazing uh, woman of God. So all that to say, that led us to China, that led us to our first daughter, Lucy, who mm-hmm. we brought home in 2013, June 5th, 2013. Um, she is um, a miracle child. We, we got When we got her, she desperately needed heart surgery. She was a 14-pound, 18-month-old. Um, but, but basically was like holding a three month old. She was just tiny and frail and sick and needed to come home. And, um, so we had her for five, right over five, five years. And in that five years, she's had 12 surgeries. She, um, from all, you know, varying from minor to major life-saving surgeries. And she is, um, you know, a lot of people will, will tell us, um, you you know, you saved her. And I'm like, well, actually she saved us because she's the one that wrecked our hearts um, for, you know, we were already, we all already wanted to adopt and had felt that calling on our lives, but she's the one that really changed our lives and in lots of people's lives around her, just watching, um, her come and go through the transition and the change that she did. I mean, she just went from a sick girl to a thriving child who is still developmentally delayed and will always have diagnosis, but she is the light. She is truly the light of our lives. So anyway, Lucy came home first in in June, 2013. And a year later um, on our agency's newsletter, monthly newsletter, well, almost, I'd say 11 months after we brought Lucy home, our agency sends out a monthly newsletter. And in that newsletter, newsletter, 
was uh, our daughter Charlie's picture. It, they, she was uh, one of the highlighted children of the month, just uh-huh. available for adoption from China. And at that time, China would allow you to reuse your dossier one time. And uh, so if you wanted to you know, start the process again for another child, it would save you some time and money reusing your dossier once. They would have to update it, of course, and they would you know, change some things. But um, we were uh, allowed to reuse it once. And, of course, Chad, it, it, at, the, at the time, this is the funny part. So at the time, Lucy had just had her first reconstructive hip surgery on her right hip. So she was in a spica cast and she had been in a spica cast for a month at this moment in time when I saw Charlie's picture. And I, re- I remember seeing her face and the Lord speaking directly to my heart. This is your daughter. I was like, nope, this is not my daughter. And there's no way. I, <laughs> Lucy is sitting over there in her, in her beanbag chair in a spica cast from, you know, the middle middle of her chest all the way down her you know one leg and then halfway down the other and it you know we were just um four kids deep with you know and I was homeschooling I was like lord Mm -hmm. no this is not Mm -hmm. this is not what you're putting on my heart right now this is someone else's daughter Mm -hmm. but for two days I could not get her off of my heart um off my mind and I was like fine so I contacted um my agency and I was like I would love some more information on this on this child and you know how God like just lines up one thing after another, one door just opens and then it keeps opening. And that's when you know, you know, that it is definitely God thinks so. All that to say, the the girl that was over it had her file, the other social worker that had her file answered on the first ring. She talked to me for 30 minutes about this child, sent me her information 30 minutes later. And then there I am an hour later sitting with a file in front of me going, Oh my goodness, what did I just do? <laughs> Chad is going, my husband, Chad is going to kill me. And so I like waited two more days to even tell him. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to say, Hey, uh, babe, I have this file uh, of this, this daughter of ours. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to adopt next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, I first told him about it and he didn't say no. He said, um, let's, let's pray about this. Yeah. So the, the good news was that her file was old and needed to be updated. Um, so we got basically like a month, uh, cause it took a while to update her file. We got like a month to pray about it, which was another God thing. Yeah. And we decided to turn in, uh, we had to turn in a letter of intent, which is in the adoption world, LOI letter of intent before Lucy's first gotcha day anniversary, basically. Yeah. So this was end of May. We had until June 23rd. So we got to pray about it. I think we turned in our letter of intent on June 21st, like right before her gotcha day anniversary. And then we brought home Charlie May um, in May 2015. So, um, so she brought she was brought home almost two years after Lucy. It took a while to get through that mm-hmm. process, but um, she is um, our um, she was we, we we threw her right in the middle of all of our kids. She was our middle our you know dead set middle child, uh-huh. and uh, that's so that so people ask me all the time, what's it like to adopt out of birth order? And I said, honestly, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's not, it's, you know, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, but it's not like, I would totally do it again. I probably would not want to go like to re, um, to take my firstborn out of order. I would probably keep him first, Yeah. but, um, just because I think that might wreck his little soul, but I think throwing anybody in the middle is perfectly fine. (laughs) I mean, you know, they just kind of learned to roll with it. Just what's one more. So anyway, Charlie May became our fifth child. She, she has uh, cerebral palsy and 
um, has a syndrome that allow, that uh, allows her to be, allows her or makes her nonverbal. Um, she's amazing and beautiful. And um, she, again, just has, I say wreck, but God just, again, just makes our hearts more, you know, vulnerable and open for, open to him. Like each time we bring a child home that has needs, that has, you know, things that, mm-hmm. that we can't solve on our own, we have yes. to, it makes us rely more on Jesus. Yeah. Um, every day of our life. And then our, um, our sixth child came to us via a domestic adoption. She is a little girl from China. Uh, we, we've had her for two years. Um, she was actually brought home by another family and for uh, various reasons could not keep her. And so we found out about her um, through two different people that did not know each other. And it was pretty cool the way that she came to be um, our sixth child and our, our fourth daughter. And it's it, the coolest thing is she, um, she had the exact same diagnosis or very similar diagnosis to Charlie May. And so mm-hmm. as soon as I heard her diagnosis of what kind of cerebral palsy she had, I was like, oh my goodness, this is God, you know, again, because yeah. you're bringing us a child that we already know, you know, we already know what we're doing, what we're getting into. So yeah, that's how we became a family of eight with, you know, three adopted girls that are all from China. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, that's so, a couple and, questions and, for you. Yes. Um, You've adopted three special needs children. Yes. If if someone was listening to this and and because it does it take a, it takes a special person to um, understand and be patient and be able to know how to take care of special needs children. But how about the financial aspect? Like mm. how um how, how did you go about taking care of that? Well, first let me say um, this is what is also funny when it comes to having faith that yeah. we had never, we never thought our faith would be as stretched as it, as it has in our life. And it just goes to show you that, um, from the outside looking in, you would look at us. My husband is, is a firefighter, works kind of as a firefighter full time. And then, you know, firefighters can't just be firefighters cause they don't make enough. So he right. also ha- has a construction company, um, on his, for, on his off days, which the firefighter schedule allows, you know, them to have right. another job. That's what, yes, because of the way they work 24 on 48 off. Um, and again, then I work part time, but you know, for a couple for years, I, I didn't work at all. And, um, honestly, for the, for the financial, you just, it, it literally comes down to God provides for your needs. Like he's, mm-hmm. he has never, he has never, we've never once not had food in our house. We've never once, like he, he's provided, um, clothing through different people that have just always given, you know, as like mm-hmm. I have, there's this one mom that has two daughters that are, um, uh, you know, three years older than our girls and gives us clothes all the time That's for the girls. Wonderful. Like just watching God provide for like little, little details. Like, I mean, the, the clothing and then, you know, always providing food for our, you know, and, and then we're not, it's not like we ever, we don't have, you know, we don't live without, I should say, we don't, yeah. we don't want, you don't drive anything. this fancy, no, you know, no. <laughs> you know the, the, the car of your dreams. <laughs> no. And that white picket house dream of, of that, the, the American dream is not our dream. Like it's not, that is not how we view life. Our life is so much richer and fuller because of our children. Yeah. And we don't, I, I don't know. There's just so much more to this life than, than the things that don't, yeah. we can't take with us went to heaven one day yeah, it's just yeah. things yeah and we I don't know it's our that is the one thing I will say about adoption um and adopting special needs especially that our viewpoint has totally in perspective has changed completely yeah. of wh- what is this life really about and why are we here yeah and so um I just you know I we want to Chad and I both 
our, uh, want to leave a legacy, especially for our children, mm-hmm. but we want to, to show our, um, especially our biological children, why, why we're here. And so yeah. this is what I pray that they, with their life, they you know, in turn want to live it for Jesus, live a life that's sold out to him. And that we, that's mm-hmm. what we are. So financially speaking, we, we try to be super smart. We try to be, you know, yeah. we, we are frugal. Um, I shop at Aldi and Costco. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, you know, I am just, just frugal and I, you know, and honestly, and this is, I, I tell Chad this and they help tell people this all the time. I honestly feel like if, even if, you know, we were making tons more money, I still love, I am a Goodwill shopper. I love to go and just like find, I love to find good deals. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to Goodwill and find like really nice things, I'm like, see what I can get for nothing. You know, I just get so excited. It like yeah. makes, that's like, so I feel like I'm stealing something, but I'm not, I'm like paying nothing for something good. It's just, yeah. So I love, so thank you all you people who give to Goodwill that, that with, you know, items still have tags on them because I greatly appreciate <laughs> your, I love your it. items. I love it. Yeah. So I love thrift stores too. The, the, the yeah. Lauren Ashley sale that we have in our yes. twice a year. Yes. Like I love to go and get my daughter like those super cute dresses. Yes. Under five bucks, you know, yes. like, there's still tags on this. It's like a $70 dress. And I just, want um, I know. and I'm like, um, so I don't know if you've ever heard of the con, I think it's KonMari method or like where she's this Japanese lady that's a cleaning um, and very organizational uh, style. She, she uh, has this book out that's about organizing your home. Anyway, all that to say, she's very big on thanking your clothing for what they do for you because she like thanks everything. And every time I find a good deal, I'm like, thank you <laughs> for being a good it. deal. I love, I just, and I thank you to this person who donated or who yeah. gave or who's selling this for cheap. No, no, I, I am thankful. And that's being frugal is a big part of, yeah. of how we live as a family. A big family. So, yes. I, grew, I grew up with five siblings and, and I always thought we were so poor because my parents are so frugal. And, and then like, as I grew up, I found out how much money my dad made. And I was like, <laughs> What? I thought we were poor. Oh well, we yes. were poor because we had six kids. Right. That's <laughs> because, awesome. You know, your money goes to the places that you have value. Right. You know, like exactly. We went. We did things together as a family, but yes. but we never stayed at fancy hotels. We mm-hmm. went camping. We did things together outside. We, right. You know, like that togetherness is so important. Yes. So yes. what? What is? What do you do as a family to help you connect with all of your children to create those memories with them? So we are a, um, we are a family that's involved in things. You know, some big families don't do uh, extracurricular things, but we, we are very, we, we love extracurricular things and we don't do five things at once for each kid. I would lose my mind. But, um, for example, my girls have course therapy, um, on Monday afternoons. So that's something that, you know, that we have for them. One of my sons played. One of my sons played travel baseball, which we um, Chad is the coach for that team, so we get to you know make nice. the decisions for that. So that makes it you know nice yeah, very and very flexible. And very flexible. We can we can schedule around things. And um, my oldest son is very into music and media things, so he helps it out. Um, I work at First Baptist Church, and I'm the um, the children. I work at the children's ministry, and he helps run my sound and media on media for kids' church on Sunday morning. So we we are involved there, and he helps me with that. Um, my other daughter, my biological daughter, dances. Um, oh, and my other my, all my three special needs daughters are in a dance ability class for special needs. 
uh, especially as kids. So we, we are involved in dance and sports. We still have, you know, yeah. that in, in our life. We, we love it. And I just, our big rule for our family is you, we don't do more than one thing at a time when it comes to each kid besides my girls having an, a therapy, um, yeah, which sure. kind of doesn't count, it's that, but it's we necessity. It's a necessity. Yeah, exactly. But we, the other kids can do one thing at a time because that we are big on, you know, we, we do have to keep our circle tight when it comes to not yeah. allowing it to get too out of hand, doing multiple things that just becomes too hard, you know, for our family. Yeah. And so, but, but I will say allowing us to like, for example, watching my son Cannon, um, when going to his baseball games, we do that together. And we, I mean, he has the biggest cheering section and we love, I love that our family does that together and we can support, you know, my husband and my son who are on the field and, um, it, that, that, you know, doing that together, that's yeah. something that I, I've always wanted. If we're going to do something, let's do it together. Let's yeah. don't, let's don't where we're not splitting, you know, we have to split up sometimes. Yes. That's with practices and such. That's just yeah. life. But, um, coming back together and making sure we're, you know, going to the games or going to, you know, we do church and the, you know, that kind of thing together. Yeah. Um, making sure that I think whatever, I think that's the thing, whatever you're doing, do it, try to do it together. And I, I think mm-hmm. not always can you get activities that are going to, you know, allow for that always being together as a family, but if it can, you can work it out, then that, you know, it makes life a little bit sweeter. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, this is one thing that we um, did this past year that we are still kind of in the middle of, but last year for Christmas, we asked um, our, both of our, our parents, Chad's, Chad's family and my parents, um, my family to just give us money to buy Dollywood Splash Country season passes Love for the year. It. So that Fabulous. is something that we were like, we do not want, you know, we, we even told the, the kids, we were like, <laughs> well, you can have a stocking and we're going to get you my, like, we'll, we'll get you one, one little present each, but there's, and we, as a family, a big family, we have told the kids up front, listen, G- Christmas is about Jesus. So yeah. We, your birthday is going to be big. We're going to, we're going to celebrate you so big on your birthday. You're going to get, you know, we'll, we'll spend more on you for your birthday. That's just how we, how we do. Yeah. Um, but we, but anyway, we wanted a, a big family gift that could mean, you know, mean something and make memories. Yeah. Um, and we were able to go to Splash Country four times this summer and, you know, being two hours away makes it, you know, a little easier to have day trips. Sure. Um, and we still get to go to Dollywood, you know, many more times this year. So that's something um, that we, we decided as a family or, you know, has Chad and I decided that would be good for our, for our big family to make memories, you know, yeah, and keep that's awesome. The togetherness, uh, having fun and yeah. being frugal at the same time. So, you know, you're, you spend your money with intention, you know, where you're spending yes. your money, you're yes. not just spending it, just spend it, but it's like, exactly. our goal as a family is to spend time together as a family. It's to create good memories. That's what we're spending our money on. I exactly. love it. Right. I love it, Lauren. Yes. Um, when you, um, let me um, kind of change uh, gears just a little bit about, okay. uh, I want you to tell us a little about Hope for One Ministries. Why did you, why were you inspired to start it? Okay. This is a great question. So Hope for One Ministries was birthed out of us going through the adoption process three different times, you know, two being very similar processes, one being um, a domestic, a different process. But not really having, we, we had, I, I won't say we, we were not without support. Of course we had support. There's no way we could sure. have gotten through them, but we did not have a community of adoption families to kind of right. say, not locally, I should say. I had some friends that lived other places that I had connected with, you know, via Facebook world and, you know, um, finding them through our agency 
agency groups and such. Um, so that was nice. And I'm glad I had those, those friends, um, to connect with, but they didn't live here and they weren't, you know, they weren't surrounding us here. And we had, Mm -hmm. we had a small group. We had, we had friends that did support us, but just to have that adoption community where you could reach out locally and say, you know what, we've been through this, you know, we, you know, we're here for you. And just to know that they're kind of, you know, they've been there or they're going through it at the same time. I think that's super helpful for adoptive families, totally. especially adopted, adopting families with, uh, that already have special needs kids, you know, yeah, that's yeah. another big yeah. thing. So I just knew that that was kind of what was, well, not kind of, that was what was missing here, um, right. in our, in our area, in our community. And I wanted, you know, hope for one is, is yes, that we're here to be a community and to be, um, support for the local adoption and foster families. But we also want to um, empower, to educate, to, um, to nurture, to help other people learn how to support and rally around these foster and adoptive families. Um, and we want to also have a, you know, a grant, the um, adoption grant that we're going to be starting up this year. So awesome. we have a lot, of, a lot of plans for Hope for One, but really just felt like it was the missing piece to, yeah. Our, yeah. to our community, our city, our area. <laughs> You know, it's, it's funny because when, when you're going through um, that process of trying to decide if you want to adopt and you feel so alone and you're like, I just, I don't know where to turn. I don't know who to ask. I, you know, it's like you, you, you sit in church and you look around and you see people with their happy families and you're like, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't like you because you're happy and I'm not, I'm not my dream, you know, and and you just, you feel empty and just. And then um, once you start talking to people and like really sharing about what you're going to do right? and you start meeting other people that are going through the same thing, it's like you connect, yes. like your souls connect. And whenever I meet right. someone who's adopted or who's gone through fertility, I'm like, ah, can we be best friends? You know, like, yes, I, yes. I know, yes. Been. I, yes. I know the journey that you're on. Let's, let's do it together. And yes. it's just it's just amazing that connection. Right. So when I found out about you from my neighbor, Courtney, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this ministry because that was what was missing when we adopted five years ago. And, and I, it's, it's so hard when you're going through that experience of, I, I, man, that's a lot of money or, um, talking to someone about the emotional aspects, right? Because, because there's the emotional aspects before the adoption and then there's emotional aspects after the adoption. Yes. Um, and so in it, it just, it's so nice to have someone else to talk to. So I was mm-hmm. so excited for what you're doing with Hope for One Ministries. Well, thank you. We, it's funny when we first like, you know, back before we even started the process for Lucy, it was like, all I had was me and Google. <laughs> Google was my only friend <laughs> and all I could, you know, everything, you know, anything I could find on the internet, you know, I just started researching, but, and that's, and that's fine. And, you know, some people are like me, I'm, I am a go-getter. So I am going to just research until I cannot research anymore until I have found out yeah. everything I can find out and read and stay up late and all the things, but then other people aren't wired that way. And they need that connection first, you yeah. know, to be able to say, okay, you know, they, they went through this, they, you know, God provided to watch, you know, another family or you know, someone else to go through it or just to come alongside them. Yeah. You know, that's that, that people need that. And I think that, 
not that you can be pushed through it because it's a calling, you know, first and foremost, right. you know, it's it right. needs to be what God lays in your heart for you and, and the husband and the wife, I, I will say, yeah. um, because we never would have moved forward if Chad wasn't the one saying, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times, you know, there is where the wife is like, well, I want to adopt it. My husband does not. And so it has to be mutual, together. Um, together. It'll be a team. Exactly. So, but I will say um, that hope for one wants to be that and we want to, you know, we want to connect and be that community and, um, yeah. the, the, the shoulder to lean on or the, the, the hand to hold your, you know, hold your arm as you go, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. what we want for hope for one. So, that's awesome. um, yeah. yeah. Um, so if someone wanted to, let's say someone's already adopted and they want to help someone else, um, how would they go about donating money to your grant, um, program? Yes. So we are gearing this up. We're going to, we're going to kick this campaign off for our adoption grant fund. Um, and the adoption grant fund will solely be a hundred percent given out in quarterly grants to, um, qualifying adoptive families. So the give one, save one campaign is going to be November 4th and we're going to, we're going to kick it off on November 4th and then just kind of roll with it, um, from the whole month of November for, we're asking all area churches to partner with us and asking their congregation on November 4th to give $1 to the Give One, Save One campaign, which all of that goes into the Adoption Grant Fund. And so that is, we're hoping that that um, really gives us a good head start, um, kickstart, you know, uh, for our Adoption Grant Fund, and we can start giving out quarterly grants. That's Um, awesome. Families can go on our, we won't have it, it's not on there yet, but we are working on, currently working on our, our grant application and that will be on our website and we we never want to turn anyone away so we're hoping that we get enough where you know where we get enough uh, grant money to yeah. give out any any qualifying family so they will there will be um, some requirements that okay. you know they will have to qualify for you know like obviously basic is you have to have a home study a completed home study because no family can adopt without a completed home study right. so that's important and then just that you're in process for a child, you know, all those type of things. So we'll, all that will be listed on our website too, but um, yeah, awesome. any family can apply. And They could and, live in California. They could live in Illinois. Yes. Okay. Awesome. We're going to open up to, you know, to any family. So we want, we, you know, when we first started Hope for One, we were, we are a local adoption, um, you know, local adoption ministry for our community. But then God just kind of laid it on our hearts. You know, we never want to not help someone. So God, yeah. you just send us who need, you know, send us who, whoever needs help because we, we were helped by so many that weren't local, but yet mm-hmm. helped by many that were local. So I'm like, it can be both. It's we can true. be a ministry of Southeast Tennessee, but help whoever God leads us to that needs, you know, that, re- that meets, obviously meets the requirements for this application. Awesome. But yeah. So that's really nice. You know, when, when you come up against a, a large fee and, and you're like trying to figure out how, how am I going to pay for this? Mm. Um, just having those multiple sources, not just um, grants and raising your right. own funds and, and, you know, doing fundraisers and like figuring out all these multiple ways that you can create this money. Um, it's just nice that it's just another source to, yes. to help you because it, it, it can be a burden, but right. we, it doesn't need to be right. That, that's it's right. That's what I love is that it doesn't need to be a burden. And let me tell you, so speaking on just adoption and finance finances, just for a second, 
um, when we were going through the process for Lucy and, and some people might take this and say this, this family is crazy, but we felt like if we were going to be all in, we were going to be all in. Yeah. And so we took out every penny of our savings and we said, you know what, Lord, we are going to trust you wholeheartedly, completely to mm-hmm. get, you know, to, to finance and to fund this adoption. And so, cause we, we had many people who literally looked at us and said, I don't know how you're going to pay for this. This is insane. This is crazy. But yet we looked back and said, but this is what God, God has called us to do. And so there's no way I can say, no, I'm not going to trust you and have faith. You know, you've called us to this. You have to have faith that he's going to do it. And, and he will, he, he will. That's the thing. It's, and you know, it talks about in the Bible, the faith, faith is as small as a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. And that's all, you know, all it takes when he's called to do something, he's going to, he's going to bring it to fruition. So with Lacey, we we emptied out our savings and then we had to, you know, fundraise the rest Mm -hmm. and God brought every single dime. Like we watched him bring money from places. We were like, what in the world? Yeah. And then the, you know, to take it a step further with, with when we started the process for Charlie, Chad literally looked at, he looked at me when we were like, I, when he was like, I, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, because Lauren, we don't have, we, I, we don't even have $200 in savings. Like what in the world? But let me tell you a quick, a quick story. This is how, this is how God has proven faithful. He doesn't even have to prove it, but he, he has. Um, we, we said yes to Charlie. We turned in our letter of intent. Um, two weeks after that, we were given, um, I had told two people that we were adopting because, because Lucy being a spike of cast and one of those two people that I had told, um, this was just literally came out of nowhere. They did, it was a family that did not live here. They contacted us and said, we were, we had $5,000 left over from our adoption we wanted to give it to another family. As soon as we heard it, y'all were adopting. God was like, this is the family you're giving it to. $5,000, two weeks after we said yes. Like, that's insane. And then two months later, right after we had told, announced it to everybody, God gave, God gave us another $7,500 from a source that I, I, till this day, I'm still blown away. Like a check written for $7,500 just because another family heard we were adopting and I'm just like <laughs> so $12,500 within two and a half months after we said yes to Charlie I was like if that's not God I don't know I don't know yeah. what is and God provided every single dime and I, I, I mean <laughs> I, I still look back and I'm like I don't even know how that happened but it was God completely yeah. God yeah. that he that he provides. And you know what? We didn't sit back. We worked our tails off. We had fundraisers. We, we had yard sales and t-shirt mm-hmm. fundraisers. And we, we work hard too. It's not where you can just sit back and be like, Oh, I'm just going to sit on my hands and wait for money to come. That's not how it works either. You've got to, you know, put, put, give, give your all too. But, um, when you give, I think, I feel like when you give your all and you trust Jesus at the same time, God's going to be he's mm-hmm. so faithful to, to, mm-hmm. to bring it, to bring it. And then he, the same, the, the third time in a row, when we were, you know, when we were adopting Livy Joy, our, our, our last child, um, she didn't have as many, she wasn't as, as you know, her, the process for her was a domestic. So it wasn't as expensive as an international adoption. We had to, yeah. to travel and all of that. Um, but we still have lawyer fees and home study fees. Um, and so they, they totaled right at like $6,000 for everything. Yeah. And 
the same, the same friend that gave us that $5,000 that lived in Indiana, that the, for, for Charlie's adoption, um, did a square type. Are you still there? I am now. Yeah. She okay. did a square. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. A square yeah. fundraiser for us. And it's just basically, um, where people, you have a square of a hundred numbers and people can choose numbers, um, to of how much they want to give. And she did this fundraiser and within 16 hours had raised $5,000. Like, Oh my just gosh. Amazing. Watching God just provide. Like I just was like, blew me away. Like yeah. blows me away. I just like, God, I, I thank you for, I mean, it's not for, I mean, it's for our children and for, but I just, again, just to watch God move was yeah. just amazing. So yeah. I always tell people if God has called you to this child, he's going to provide it. Like you, you work hard and do, do your part and you watch him do his, like, yeah. it's just, it's amazing. So anyway, when it comes that's to awesome. finances and adoption, I don't ever want that to be, and that's another reason for the, the Hope, Hope One yeah. Ministries adoption grant. They give one, save one grant. We, we don't want financial, financial burden that, that to be the holding, the hold back, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that holds, that holds families back from moving forward. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So tell me your website. Okay. It's hope. And then the number four, and then you spell out one. So hope for one ministries.org. Okay. Awesome. You can and find then, us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram under hope, hope for one ministries. But again, it's the number four and then everything else is spelled out. Awesome. And yeah. then November 4th is yes. when the Give One, Save One launches. Yes. All right. Yes. We're asking all area churches, any church that wants to partner with us to, we're going to send envelopes. Um, we're going to send buckets. We're going to have all of the, we're going to have a, a little short video they can show. Um, anyone that wants to be a part, we would love them to be a part. So That's awesome. Yes. yes. All right, Lauren, thank you so much for taking time to share your adoption story. It was, it was really beautiful. And I thank know you. that as others listen to your story and, and what you went through, it will give them hope and inspire them um, during their journey through adoption. So. Thank you for having me. And I hope that you know, and I hope that all your listeners know that through Jesus, we are all loved and spoken for. Thank you.